You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome to episode 152 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So if you watch the recording on YouTube, or if you've ever been to my office as a client or for an Amiga Moms event, you may notice that while yellow is the accent color, everything else in my office is white and gold. And when I started the decorating process, all I had in my head was yellow because it was free to be mindful and bees and yellow. So I knew I wanted that playfulness in that sense, but somehow everything slowly started coming together outside of the yellow. And before I even decided on the white and gold decor, one of the first pieces that I found was a frame as a white canvas with a gold frame that says, expect nothing appreciate everything. And it was really from that frame and then one other piece of furniture that I slowly began to build the white and gold decor around it with the fun pops of yellow. And when I saw that frame, it really spoke to me. And while it's super simple and there's really nothing special about it, The phrase itself spoke volumes. And while as a former teacher and school counselor, educator of 18 years, I've always had really high expectations for my students or of my students. I think it's absolutely necessary to have high expectations for them in order to push them to greater heights and to push them farther than they know how to push themselves. But from people with time and with age, I've learned to not have high expectations of others outside of just students. And I realize that even as I say that out loud, it doesn't sound great. (laughs) I get it. But I'm always honest with you. And I know this to be true for myself and of myself. Now, don't get me wrong. I have high expectations of my husband. I mean, he married me, so he knew what he was signing up for, right? And I have high expectations for and of my son and even of my dog, which is why we completed so many trainings until he was ready to take the therapy dog test and become a certified therapy dog. And the person that I have the highest expectations of is of myself. And as I've shared before in past episodes, as a type A overachiever in Enneagram 3, I'm just that type of person. And it's really those high expectations of myself that keep me going and help me achieve everything that I put my mind to. But as I said, when it comes to people through the years and through experience, I've learned to, to shift the expectations I have of others. Because I always expected others to work at the same level that I did. But when I really think about it now, and I didn't know it then, but I've learned through time that that's really unfair because no two people are the exact same. So that's not always possible. And when something didn't go through or didn't go my way, 
I'd get mad, disappointed, and frustrated. So while having high expectations for myself serves me in many ways, it also kicks my butt in others because I have to manage those big emotions that then what high expectations come with if it doesn't happen. And that can be a lot to manage. And in 2013, specifically in 2013, I found the magic that really cemented this mindset of expect nothing and appreciate everything. And that was with the release of the movie Frozen. I'm giving you a second. Have you put it together yet? (laughs) The three magic words in the movie Frozen would save me from a mindset that would often again leave me angry with others or angry with myself. And it saves me from a lot of disappointments and frustration. And those three words were, let it go. These very three simple words are easy to say, but much, much harder to do. And what letting go means to you can vary. It can be letting go of pain. It can be letting go of an expectation that didn't follow through. It can be letting go of a person that you care about very deeply. And when it comes to letting go, it isn't just the action that's difficult. It's the part about rebuilding after undoing the workings of any trauma you may have that requires so much attention and care. And this time period can be really messy and it can be filled with a lot of uncertainty and tough emotions and so much more. Because as humans, we are meant to experience things to the greatest capacity, which means beautiful things like love, happiness, and all the rest. And it also means that we experience pain, heartbreak, hardships, and all the rest. And I see this in the work that I do with young children, with high school and college age students, and with moms. A lot of stuff comes up because we haven't learned to let go. So for example, when we get upset when someone hasn't shared their toys with us and then we're expected to share back, when the mean girls were mean yet again, when the other parents made plans but didn't follow through yet again when the coach didn't put us in the game, when we studied a ton but still missed honors by just a few points, when our parents don't consider our own emotions, when our boyfriend or girlfriend cheated on us, when our boss adds yet another thing onto our plate but not onto our colleague's plate, when our partner leaves socks and clothes all over the common living place yet again, or when that year anniversary of an event comes up and it stirs up the anger as if it just happened yesterday. These are all loose examples of very common things that I hear quite often in the therapeutic setting. And as you can see from all these examples, they vary from whether someone is five years old or 55 years old and beyond. And one thing isn't more serious than the other because it makes a big impact on our lives at that very point in time. And if you notice for all of these examples, you're getting upset about how someone else impacted you in some way. And one of the questions I ask the most, not only in the therapy setting, but also in life, can you control what that other person thinks, says, or does? I mean, even as a parent and as a dog mom, even, I set up boundaries and I set up rules, but I truly can't control what my son or what my puppy thinks, says, or does. 
So I wanted to share with you some tips that I've learned over the course of time that hold true to, again, that frame that, you know, I base all of my decor off of, which again is expect nothing and appreciate everything. And the first is to validate your feelings, truly feel your feels. And although this might sound quite simple, it's much deeper than just acknowledging that you feel sad, hurt, or angry, or whatever the emotion is. Give yourself time to heal and try not to push your emotions below the surface. If you feel the urge to cry, to vent, or to just feel lost, know that it's natural and you have to give your mind and your body and your soul the time and space to grieve, to reflect, or whatever it is that you need. And once you feel your feels, then put those feelings into words. This can be done through just having a conversation with yourself while you think about the emotions that you are processing. It is really powerful when you do this in writing. Thinking it is one thing, but putting it in writing really brings power to it. Perhaps you write your thoughts down in a letter that you don't even have to share, or perhaps you just journal about your feelings. And the powerful part is not just writing about the feelings and getting them down on paper, but then it's also being able to go back and read and reflect upon those feelings because we have so much in our minds that sometimes we forget what it is that we're thinking of or what we're experiencing in this moment. But if we write it down and are able to go back to it later on, even if it's a couple of hours or a couple of days from that point in time, we grow so much more. You can also have a conversation with a support system or a therapist, and maybe these conversations are about the person or events that has caused you pain, and this can bring upon clarity, and it can also bring upon any miscommunication that perhaps is at play. So by validating our feelings, we understand that acknowledging our pain is a first step to healing and to rebuilding ourselves. Also, recognize that letting go has more to do about yourself than it has to do about anyone else. Because holding on to that pain, to that anger, to that resentment impacts ourselves before anyone else. Even if we feel like we were hurt by someone or impacted by their wrongdoings, we are the ones that will be held back by our past or whatever negativity that we're harboring. Those people, that event or that situation may not deserve forgiveness, but guess what, my friends? You do. So to move on from our past and to truly let go, we have to invest in ourselves. And we can do this in many different ways. We can do this physically, like exercising, creating a better dietary routine, going on walks to clear our minds. We can do this mentally by practicing affirmations to boost our self-esteem, watching a show or distracting ourselves sometimes is needed, spending time with our friends and loved ones and finding ways of self-expression and creative outlets. These methods boost our serotonin, which encourage us to redirect the focus towards ourselves and can either provide a way for growth or distraction so that we aren't stuck in the cycle of thinking about the woulda, shoulda, couldas. When undoing the impact of something, let's say traumatic, we can sometimes lose a sense of self. And during this time, it can be difficult to regain that sense of confidence and self-love because of the things that have broken us down. 
by finding ways to reframe our mindset and show ourselves the love that we deserve, we can be kind to ourselves and learn to let go much more easily. The third tip is that understands that healing isn't linear. Just to give a silly example, I don't have great knees. <laughs> I know that this is an odd comparison. But when we first get hurt physically and take your knees, for example, because many people have that in common, the pain can seem as though it's unbearable. And over time, it goes away. Let's say you get you fall on your knees and you get a scrape, right? You can put band-aids and ointments and the pain goes away. But once in a while, there's that flare up again that can cause hurt. And maybe it doesn't leave scars on the outside anymore, but it sure does on the inside because of the flare ups that happen even when you least expect it. And just like there are physical scars, there are emotional scars. There are days when you feel proud of how far you've come and everything is great. But then there are days where even the simple things can become a struggle or the memory and pain feels fresh as if it just happened. Both of these feelings are okay. Again, healing isn't linear. It's a process. It's important to release any guilt or shame that you feel about any setbacks because the reality is that setbacks happen. That push and pull effect of healing is something that can be familiar to everyone's journey, regardless of what you're learning to let go of, because you never quite know when something might trigger an old thought and release those feelings yet again. So when you feel upset about a fallback in your healing journey, remember the work that you've implemented to get you to the point of where you are today and know that you're human and that feelings come, but feelings do also go. Be kind to yourself and let yourself have those bad days when necessary, because you know that they won't stay there forever. The next tip is to consider personalized professional help, whether it is getting a life or business coach, if that's what you need help on, or whether you have to deal with things that are much more deeply rooted and you find yourself a therapist. Therapy is specialized for providing you with the possibility of finding peace of mind and ease of heart. It can help you delve deeper into things that you have faced like trauma, grief, anger, relationship changes, identity journeys, and so much more. Because these are trained professionals and these individuals can offer support, resources, and so much more. Finding a therapist, especially if it's your first time, can seem like a very daunting task, which is why I am in the process of creating a guide, like a finding a therapist 101 of things that you should consider as you look for a therapist and even places on where to look. So if you want to be one of the first ones to get your hands on this really amazing guide, be sure to visit my website, freetobemindful.com and sign up at the footer of each page. Just leave your name and email and you will be the first ones to receive this. The next step is to be compassionate to yourself. My friends, you are forever learning and growing, and maybe the thoughts of past and future sometimes do hold you back, but don't let the fear of the unknown or the guilt of the past stop you from being the person that you're truly meant to be. And be compassionate with others as well. People fight their own battles, many of which you may never know. And what they say or do 
may have nothing to do with you. This doesn't mean that communication isn't important or that you can't get hurt by their actions or by their statements. It just means that understanding goes a really long way. And it gives us ease to know that sometimes it's not about what did I do wrong or what could have happened differently. Sometimes it's just what it is. And that's okay. Compassionate is showing gratitude. And gratitude is being thankful to ourselves for everything that we do and being thankful to the people we've experienced, whether it's temporary for a season or whether it's forever. Be compassionate and grateful for the memories you've shared and know that what's meant for you will really find you. And know that when the time has come, it will be okay because you will be okay. This specific tip comes up a lot for me, especially at the end of academic years. Educators really are just longing for that last day so that they can get that much needed respite and well-deserved break. And it makes me think of where I would have been if I would have stayed in the school system. When I think back to being an educator, it was easy. Don't get me wrong. There were tough days. But what I mean by that is that I was so comfortable. Things just came naturally to me. And I didn't have to think so hard about the things that I had to do because I could do it almost on autopilot. However, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you necessarily should or have to do it. So sometimes you have to learn to let go of not only people, but situations too. And one of the hardest things about letting go might be the fear of what that means and what will come. So for example, what if you let go of that person you love and you don't know if ending the relationship is a good idea because you're so used to being with that person? What if you change careers like my story and then suddenly are starting over at, you know, this age and this time when you thought you'd really have everything figured out by now? What if letting go means losing everything you knew? These questions can be scary, my friends. And sometimes we hold on to things because we know that they're familiar because we get really comfortable and it's hard to do the uncomfortable. The good times are familiar. The bad times are familiar, and sometimes familiarity isn't good, but it is easy, which is why we hold on to that familiarity, like a comfortable sweater or a comfortable hoodie, and we wear our pain and pride because it's what we know, and it hurts less than perhaps what we don't know. But that's the moment that you know it's time to move on. Whatever the deciding factor is, remember that acceptance is key. And moving on is the first step you're taking for your growth. Have faith in the process. Moving on and letting go is really about being mindful, about being aware of how you feel in a situation, about accepting what is good for you and what no longer serves you. It's about making peace with your emotions at your feelings, whether they be intense or your typical everyday emotions, and knowing that no matter what your journey looks like for you, knowing and having trust and faith that everything will be okay. It's easy to say that everything in life is about moving forward, but we really have to also reflect back to propel forward in a way that serves us. 
Because some days you will look back and you'll remember the good old days, so to speak, the special moments, the people you loved, and you'll reflect on the perhaps bad days, the times you were hurt, the times that you didn't feel yourself or the times that you didn't even feel whole. But you will understand that everything indeed does happen for a reason. And even if it didn't, you'll know that you were strong and rose beyond that challenge. You'll know that you were learning and growing back then and that you still, at this very moment in time, that you still continue to learn and grow. Life, my friends, is a journey. And one day, the pain won't be so bad. One day, the heart will hurt a little less. And one day, you'll remember the good times more than the bad and everything will truly feel okay. So when you need the reminder of expect nothing and appreciate everything and having gratitude for the what is, even if things didn't go your way and you're stuck on those feelings that eat you up or that spin like a spin cycle, I encourage you to remember to let it go, let it go. And hopefully that will bring you some peace of mind and ease of heart. I now invite you to join me on this short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, as you take a cleansing breath in and a full breath out, I ask you to take this moment to reflect on a past experience, perhaps a person from your past or an event or place from your past that did cause you grief, pain, anguish, or hurt. Think about how you felt in that moment and maybe even why or what was it that brought upon that pain. And whether that situation was 20 years ago, 10 years ago, last year, or even yesterday, think about how you feel about that situation right now. It may make you still want to roll your eyes, or it may bring tightness onto your chest or clenching in your jaw. Having that awareness of what's happening in your body and in your mind, again, is living mindfully and is very important. And if you have those experiences happening in your body, take a breath in of understanding. And as you breathe out, say to yourself, I choose to let this go. And if those feelings are not there, Observe that and think back to when those feelings were there and what's happened through time that those feelings have now perhaps dissipated. Know that again, as our breath comes and goes, situations also come and go. And what was painful for us at one point or perhaps a situation where we didn't understand Hopefully we can see some new lights shed on it now. Maybe why that person event or situation wasn't for us, why it needed to happen. And hopefully we can appreciate the people we are in this day and time after experiencing whatever that was. It is in 
reflection that we can learn and grow into the humans that we continue to be. And hopefully we use this knowledge and we use these experiences to help inspire others. Hope you have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.